0: pages 12 and 13.
1: Words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Here at Abiding Grace, our our youth sometimes get to take trips and do some fun stuff. These great events that we travel to, and they get to partake in and, and, and get to meet other Christians, and their faith grows. And it's an awesome thing. And I love, I love going to those. There's one thing, it means to get there, you get to travel, and notice I said get to, not have to, you get to travel with some middle schoolers. On one of those journeys not too long ago, we had stopped at a public restroom, and, well, there was a gentleman in there who was apparently having some intestinal discomfort, and and you heard it. But as soon as you heard that, you heard another very distinct sound. Laughter. Giggling of middle schoolers. Sometimes middle schoolers just need to grow up, right? Actually, we, we all do, don't we? On this Confirmation Sunday, when, when, when two young men in the second service, uh, two young men, middle schoolers are about to make some very grown-up promises to two young men who have been growing up together for a while. They were both baptized at Abiding Grace, but it was in a middle school cafeteria before we had this beautiful building. They, they grew up, you know, playing in the mud piles out there as this place was being built. They grew up laughing at a lot of the things that middle schoolers laugh at. Together and, and now today on this confirmation Sunday they're about to make some very grown up promises. Having completed three years of confirmation instruction on top of a lifetime of Sunday school and family devotions, they're about to say some very very grown up thing. To make some very grown up promises. And that, that's what God's word for today tells us to do grow up in, in a very good way. <clears throat> At the beginning of this year, a confirmation instruction, I was in a conversation with one of the other, well, the other dad, and, and he made the comments, thinking back about, about how the confirmation parents planning meeting was, he said, probably the most exciting day as, as his in his life as a parent. And I think I suppressed, I'm not sure I didn't say it, but I think I suppressed the thought to tell him, you really need to find some more excitement in your life. But when he explained why, I was humbled. I mean, he talked about how, how excited he was that, that his son would have this opportunity. To, to intensely study God's word with other kids his age, so it wasn't a weird thing, but, but, but to study God's word and to build that foundation for a life that would surely be difficult, that would surely be challenging, he would have that time in God's word to, to get a good start for a lifetime of learning. And, and so now, uh, I'm so thankful he said that because it made me stop and appreciate just what a blessing we have. Just how cool it is that we have so many opportunities, not just for the middle schoolers, but, but for all of us to grow together in God's word because of how important that is. So now as they're ready to make those promises, let's listen to what God's word says about what it means to grow up, to grow up in, in Jesus. I mean, think about, think about the promises they're about to make. Actually, three adults are going to be making those same promises today, and, and just about all of you have made those promises at one time in your life. Promises that you would rather die than back away from the truth of God's Word. Promises that you would actually give of, of your income for God's work. Promises that, that you, would, you would prioritize, you would, you would make it a habit to be in worship regularly, to be in Bible study regularly. Promises that, that you would, would live your life according to how God wants you to, and not just when that's easy. Promises to prioritize time with God. Not just when it fits, when it's convenient or, or when there's a big event at church and we think about those promises. Anytime you haven't kept one of them, you know, if if you aren't giving a, a percentage of your income to God's work, if you aren't active in Bible study, you're breaking promises to God. Promises that you made because you knew how good they were. How important it would be to do those things because, well, you knew Satan would be attacking to try to get you not to because of how good they are for your relationship with God, for your growing up in Him. So what does this mean? What is this growing up all about? Let's look at the text from Ephesians 4. This is the the text that... uh, James and Malachi picked for me to preach on on their confirmation Sunday. They looked at all the readings of the day and they wanted this one because it it tells us what it all means for us. And at the end of it, you see that that phrase, that that grow up, as Paul has said a bunch of things and he said he said all of that also that we can grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. So this Sunday, the festival of the ascension of our Lord. In the other readings, we saw the history of it, right? Jesus ascending till they visibly could see him no more. A cloud hid him from their sight. Going up to to take that position of power and authority over all things. Having completed the work that he came here to do, Jesus ascended. And he is now ruling all things from heaven's throne for our good. And so then this reading from Ephesians 4 tells us why that's a big deal. Look at the first verse. He says that means grace. It means gifts for you. And, and then you see he quotes a psalm to, to prove it. That the prophecy that Jesus would ascend and how that meant he would give gifts to, to people. So the first part of this command to to grow up is grow up in Jesus, in what he has done and is doing for you. And then look, after Paul quotes that psalm, he kind of takes a step back and says, now the psalmist could only prophesy Jesus ascending because he first descended, he came to earth to do what he came to earth to do. So there you have it, right there, everything from Christmas to Easter. God took flesh, became human. He he took our sins on himself. He lived perfectly in our place. He died to pay for our sins, and he rose. He battled with sin, death, and Satan, and he won. And then look at what Paul says that means. When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. Real literally, there took many captives. Real literally, it says, he took captivity captive. Think about that. It's more than just that he gathered up a bunch of people that were causing us problems, tied them up, and, and got rid of them. No. He, he got rid of the whole concept of captivity. He, he, he removed any power so that, so that nothing can take us captive anymore. In dying for our sins on the cross, he removed the power of the law to crush us for our failures. In living perfection in our place and putting that on our record, he removed the power of guilt to separate us from our God. In rising from the dead on Easter, he killed death's power to to claim us. So now our death's, Are a victory. And in ascending to the throne of God in heaven, he removed the power of fear to do anything to us because, well, Jesus is on the throne, Jesus is in charge. So, so what's left for us to do? Paul says, grow up in Jesus. Keep getting stronger in your faith so that you can experience those victories more and more so that you can live the joy and peace and freedom knowing that the battle is won. And so you can appreciate the gifts that your ascended Lord ascended to give you. Look at verse 11 where he tells us how, right? Be here. Be a part of a church where God has called people to help you to grow up. Verse 11. Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God And become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So, all of you that have made or are making these promises, keep your promises to be in the Word. Let your pastor and leaders do what God has called them to to do for you. Equip you for works of service so that your your faith and knowledge may grow, so that that you become mature, so that you grow up in Jesus. And as you do that, did you notice something else also happening? Not only do you grow up in Jesus, but, but he said that you grow up for the church. Right. The more you grow the more your church grows because you're part of it. The the more you study the word, the more unity there will be in your church because, because our unity is based on the word of God. The more mature you are, the more mature your church is so that it can help when times get tough. Look at the next verse, verse 14. He says, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. There are storms coming. He says, when we grow up in Jesus and we grow up for the church and and in the church then we're better able to handle those storms, right? I think of my son getting confirmed today, getting, getting ready to go to high school, and then college where he is going to be in science classes, and I'm sure he will be told things by smart people, people that he respects, that contradict what God's Word says. He will be hanging out with kids you know this, who are more interested in what feels good or what seems good than what is good. As more and more he'll be responsible for deciding what he is doing with his times, as, as you are making these grown-up decisions that he will soon have to make about family and, and career and, and all of that, Look at the storm that Paul describes. False teaching, bad habits, blowing around. Cunning deceptions out there. Those, those trying to, to distract and impede your life as a Christian. Satan saying, oh, no big deal. Don't worry. Go along with that. You can't help Someone else in the storm, if your ship is sinking, right? So Paul says, grow up in Jesus. Grow up for the church. And then, look, look at the text again. This growing up for the church results in activity. You know, in the children's sermon, I talked about how, how eating and sleeping is important, but so is exercise, Look at the exercise of our grown-up faith. Verse 16, From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Notice that. Each part does its work. We started the text and and we saw how how Paul said that, that Jesus ascended to give gifts to his people. And he's given you gifts. He's given you different gifts from one another. And, and the church, as the church grows, it needs all of those different gifts, which means it needs your gifts. You're here for a reason with your particular gifts. So use them. And, and as you grow up in the church... He uses the maturity that you get from growing up in Jesus, growing up in his word, to give you those opportunities to to use your gifts and to do the the work of the church. It all works together. It's this beautiful cycle. Look, Look at what he says next. Speaking the truth in love, we will grow... To become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. So he says we speak the truth, that's the work of the church. That's, that's what it means when we're growing up in the church, to be doing the work, speaking the truth in the context of the love that we live, the love that we, we demonstrate for those to whom we, we want to speak the truth. And the truth makes us grow. And makes them grow and become mature to live that love, which then allows us, which allows them then to speak the truth in that context of love. You see how this works? Think about it on, on a church scale, right? So, um, so you, you show love. I see it. You know, you help with the Helping Hands team that brings meals to to, to the people in, in a rough time. You're you're reaching out to one another when you, when you hear about the the, the surgery or or, or the, the the joy or the sorrow or the loss, and and you're making those phone calls and, and Facebook messages. You're you're giving those words of encouragement to one another. You're you're showing love. You're showing love to our community, right? Uh, the the feeding. Feeding the the kids lunches during the the summer. uh, Stocking the food pantry so that we can help those in our community with needs. You're making quilts and, and, and blankets and supplies for for. All sorts of people you 're doing things that that as church show love and then and then take those opportunities to to go out canvassing or or, or the follow up visits with with our sma students this summer there 's a bunch of blanks on that sign up sheet out there so, so there 's a lot of opportunities for for that you, you do those things so that you can then speak the truth in the context of the love that they see right and that love that they see makes them want to hear the truth and as you invite them to come hear the truth or, or, or in our events, a vacation Bible school or soccer camp, what are those for? It's so that, so that we can speak the truth, the good news of Jesus in the context of that love, that, that event that we provide for, for the kids, the, the one that they look forward to all year long. We speak the truth in love so that we continue to grow up so that we more and more use those gifts that God has given to us, that the ascended Lord ascended to give to us so that we can grow up in Jesus, so that we can grow up in the church. And I know middle schoolers are, are middle schoolers. They, they still might not want to, to brush their teeth. They still might laugh at stinky jokes. But I praise God for what he's begun in them and, and in each of you that he has caused us to grow up. May God bless us as we grow up more and more. We grow up in Jesus, and we grow up for the church in Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We continue. You notice the, uh, the offering is listed there. Uh, I think this is the last Sunday that we won't be passing the plates. Uh, so, if you'd like to partake in the be a part of that that part of our worship, uh, you can put your offering in the plate on the way out. Those of you online can go to give.abidinggrace.com uh, and and do that. Uh, if you haven't yet, please do uh, sign the friendship register that that's on your seat. Uh, and we will continue then by singing the the confirmation hymn. Uh, in the second service, the we'll make the. Confirm sing the first verse and we'll all join in on the rest. I'm not going to do that to those who are who are making the adult confirmation promises, so you don't have to do solo on the first verse. We'll we'll all sing together in Christ alone. Our new members can come forward now, and and transfer, and, and profession of faith will all, all they're the same promises, <coughs> brothers and sisters in Christ. Our Lord Jesus said to his disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. In obedience to the Lord's command, you have been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You have been taught the precious truths of the Christian faith as confessed by the Evangelical Lutheran Church. You know what God has given you by his grace and what he expects of you as his dear child. You may now exercise the privilege of partaking of Holy Communion. You are here to make a public profession of your Christian faith. The Apostle Paul, writing to the Romans, says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Therefore, lift up your hearts to the God of all grace and joyfully answer these questions. Do you this day, in the presence of God and of this congregation, acknowledge that in baptism God gave you the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation? Do you reject the devil, along with all his lies and empty promises? Do you believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? Do you believe all the books of the Bible to be the inspired Word of God? Do you believe that the teaching of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, as you have learned to know it based on Luther's small catechism, is faithful and true to the Word of God? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this teaching and to endure all things, even death, rather than fall away from it? If so, answer, I do, and I ask God to help me. Will you support with your prayers, time, talents, and offerings the work our Lord has given to this congregation? If so, answer, I will, and I ask God to help me. Do you intend faithfully to conform all your life to the teachings of God's word, to be faithful in the use of word and sacrament, attending worship and Bible study regularly, studying his word at home and in faith and action remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as long as you live? If so, answer, I do, and I ask God to help me. Since it is God alone who enables us both to will and to do his good pleasure, it's right for all of us, dear friends in Christ, to call on him for these confirmands that he would graciously complete the good work which he has begun in them. Let us therefore bow our heads and pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for your great goodness in bringing your children to the knowledge of your Son, Jesus Christ, and in giving them both the heart to believe and the mouth to confess his saving name. Enable them to bring forth the fruits of faith and to continue steadfast and victorious until the day comes when all who have fought the good fight of faith shall receive the crown of righteousness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now, okay, K. Rewis, as you promised faithfulness and love to God today, you've selected Psalm 27.1 to guide and comfort you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Welcome. Now may God the Father who created you, God the Son who redeemed you, and God the Holy Spirit who sanctifies you, keep you faithful to life everlasting. Amen. Henrietta Wilcox, as you renew your confirmation and promises to God and his church today, You've selected as your verse a passage that reminds you where you can always go for strength and security. Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Welcome. Now may God God who God who redeems you and God the Holy Spirit who sanctifies you keep you faithful to life everlasting. Amen. And Dale Dankert As you promised faithfulness and love to God today, you've selected a verse that sums up God's love for us and our hope for salvation. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Welcome. And may God the Father who created you, God the Son who redeemed you, God the Holy Spirit who sanctifies you, keep you faithful to life everlasting. Amen. Thank you. Congratulations.
0: Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you descended to the lower earthly regions to pay for our sins by your perfect life, innocent death, and resurrection. You ascended higher than all the heavens, and now you rule everything for your people, the Holy Christian Church. In your mercy, you gave gifts to your church,
1: the writings of the apostles, prophets, and evangelists, as well as pastors and teachers to instruct and lead your people. Use those gifts to grow us in our faith
0: so that we reach full maturity. Guide us by your word. Build us up so that we may be blessings to your people and keep us strong in the faith you have given us. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray especially today for the son of our congregation, Jacob Mathena, who yesterday you called into the